Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. Hello, welcome back to Hot Topics. Welcome, welcome. Um, I'm Janelle and I'm Rebecca and and we're here for you to chat about human design in a way that you might not have heard before or about topics that you might not have thought we were allowed to talk about or not allowed because I mean there's no one like we're not getting trouble or anything but pieces and parts of things that we don't think are expressed enough and would really help you on your experiment mm-hmm. because it might let you off the hook from certain certain things that you're like, oh, if I just did it like this, like they're telling me to do it, then I would I'd be doing it right, which isn't yeah. a real thing. There's so, no right. Get out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what we're here to talk about, human design hot topics. And if you have a hot topic that you'd like us to talk about, comment or get it to us somehow. And I'm sure we'll talk about it because we like when people tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just wanted, we want to give you the information that you are searching for. Yes. Yes. Well, I think we both thrive off of questions because that's part of the recognition invitation piece, right? Tell me what to do. Yes, I agree. Yeah, we thrive off of questions. So ask us your questions. And if you just have a question about human design, if it's not like a topic, you can always ask us that too. And we'll get back to you in any way we feel like. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to talk about um, the third line profile. If you're not super familiar with human design, there's a big piece of it called your profile. And for me, this is one of the things that I think helps to differentiate mental projectors from each other is the profile. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big piece of it. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that especially between you and I, like I see your first line all the time and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah. And you will point out the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The strength of my third line, because we both have third lines, but mine's in the front. And then I got that six back there. That's like third line, but on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we we both can kind of I can see it in you you can see it in me and other people I can see their profile a lot of times in their behavior and their personality mm-hmm. so this is one of those things I think that when you learn it about yourself or another person um you're like oh gosh yeah I totally that's totally them like I totally see it um mm-hmm. so it's a good place to start too in the beginning is profile it is. Yeah. And if you have a three line, it can be kind of exhausting because it's like, oh, you're just meant to mess up, but it's fine because you're meant to. So it doesn't bother you. It- <laughs> you're meant to do this. So you should be happy with it. Right. You should be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you fell on your face again. Well, you're a three line. You're supposed to. Why are you upset? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Um, there's one to six lines. You'll have two of them. It'll look like a fraction, the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. um, and the first number is usually more pronounced in your mm -hmm. behavior and your personality. And the second number is usually seen better by other people. Like they notice that part of you a little bit better. Um, I totally think you notice the role model part of me better than I do. Cause I'm just like, what? Um, <laughs> but today we're talking about the three, the third line, yes. um, three, six, three, five, six, three, one, three, one, three, shit. That's you. One, three. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I was like, I had a brain fart. I think that's all the threes. Um, I think so there's so. a lot. It's a pretty common number for the profile. So it is, uh, and just as Rebecca said, it's about messing up and <laughs> doing things wrong and it go, things going wildly out of hand. And that's how it's supposed to go. And that can be very like, uh, what? It's called trial and error because we're here to learn what works best and then share that with the other people and say, you're welcome. Now you don't have to go through all of that crap because I did it for you, mm -hmm. here you are. Mm -hmm. um, That'll be a hundred dollars. <laughs> right? That'll be a billion dollars of life experience, please. Yes. Um, only we can charge for, for our explosions and kablamos. Um, so yeah, that's really what the third line is about. Um, to me, what I learned about this, it did feel very, things like, come on like so most of the time I'm going to do shit wrong like from the very beginning it's going to be mm -hmm. wrong like it makes it hard to want to start things yes and put things out into the universe and share because you're like well it's exactly like we were talking about before this podcast I want to put out my video uh diary but I'm like um so I don't know if the words are big enough and is, is this <laughs> too much animation do I need more does this look like a 12 year old did it like but, but as a third line, all of that stuff is not, there's no, I should, there's no reason to go there yet because I need to put it out first. And then I need yes. to go, oh, the next time I do it, I'm going to tweak this here and do this here. And actually, I like this better like this. And then I'm going to look at the second one and go, actually, I like it do it like this. And I'm going to do it like this. And I'm going to continue to, to tweak it in probably forever. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'll probably get to a basic thing that I like, but I have to learn as a third line that you have to put it out, even if it doesn't look the way that you want it to look like you should put it out first because the messy part, yeah. part that people should see. Because <laughs> we have to be in it to really understand it also. So that's the thing that's given me some grace is to realize like, okay, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to get my hands dirty and that's how I'm going to learn about it. And then, and this is also where the perfectionism can come in, the not self side of the three line where like you want to be perfect because you don't want to mess up, but then that keeps you from doing anything. I actually did this as a kid. One of my dad's friends, I remember, um, my, so my dad's a pilot and we would always hang out at the airport and I was in the hangar, like playing Barbies. And one of my dad's friends just came in and he goes, so you want to know the secret of life? I'm like five, right? So I'm like, yeah, that sounds Obviously. great. And he said, learn from other people's mistakes. 
Which, okay, I like as a 41-year-old woman, I can understand what he was saying. But as a five-year-old, I heard, never make a mistake. <laughs> so, Don't be someone that others learn from. Yes, yes. So for like 20 years, I was like, I can't make a mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was very similar for different reasons, but very similar. Of you, And you didn't want people to see it. That's the other thing is like the third right. line arts. Oh, pe- not only are you supposed to make mistakes, but people are supposed to see it. Or if they don't see it, you're supposed to tell them. It's like, why would I embarrass myself for no reason? <laughs> but I get it. I get it now. Like when you're telling them, you're really gaining insight into why you made that mistake. What was the reason for it? What it was there to show you? why it bothers you and embarrasses you so much to tell another person about it what's the thing about that mistake that you don't want other people to see is there a vulnerability there that you don't want others to know about because that's the big juicy part of the third line is is showing off your vulnerability like it's a goddamn flag (laughs) (laughs) i know it gets kind of exhausting sometimes yeah and just as you said it's painful because we're not like reflectors because a lot of times reflectors are talked about their resiliency is talked about as well but they have a they have a protection an energy protection and aura protection that helps it not be as i think to me it sounds like it, it helps it to them to be a little more obje- objective and for things to be a little bit less personal and like real yeah that's what it sounds like but i feel like um, so in the two reflectors that I've talked to about this, because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only opportunity I've had, um, they they feel very similar to us because, you know, Ra would say like, oh, well, the three line has a Teflon aura as well. Like the three line is very much meant to be able to fall down and get back up. Mm-hmm. But as we know, it's not that easy. It's like we literally only do it because there's just no other choice. It's yeah, either just stay because on the we floor can doesn't mean or, we yeah. want to. Exactly. And the reflectors I speak to feel very similarly. I mean, they're feeling a lot of things. They're doing a lot of things. And especially one that I know in Aura, her conscious sun gate is 21. And mm. she she does get a little controlling on things. <laughs> and her feelings get hurt real quick. Yeah. And so... It's just interesting to watch. And I think just part of it is to say like, okay, well, sure. Um, they have this Teflon aura and I can see some ways where she's a lot stronger than mm-hmm. I would have been. Um, and I can see how you and I are a lot stronger in things that that other people couldn't really do. But that doesn't mean it's easy. And that doesn't mean yeah that we're not vulnerable. No. And it can, like you said, it can be talked about as, like you said, we're just going to get up and dust ourselves off and keep on going with a smile and everything is fine. But no, this stuff leaves marks on us and it can be hard to get up and do it again when mm-hmm. we know that that's why we're here. <laughs> like yes. When, when that's part of your purpose is to make mistakes and to fall on your face and to have everyone see it it's so crazy because that's like one of that's like the thing I was one of the things that I was most afraid of as a kid Mm -hmm. is to be publicly publicly called out on any sort of mistake that I made and so 
Oh, that's horrifying. To be told that that's like your actually what you're here to do for yourself, actively put yourself out there in that way. It's like, what? And it's tiring because you're like, I don't really want to do that. But then you realize that in doing that, you're really helping move yourself forward and helping to show yourself who you really are. And it really kind of helps me heal all my weird like conditioning shit or like give me some clarity on it at least when I share the stuff that's like really scary to talk about Mm -hmm. um I don't really feel like I've gotten there yet in the those little environmentally sound videos I've started to make for the for my video diary because I'm just kind of spouting off information I'm like oh mental projectors and authorities and so it feels like fine but then I know when I get past that kind of stuff and start talking about my like real personal life and things that are actually happening I'm gonna be like oh god damn it I don't want to do that (laughs) so we'll see um it is hard well another thing that helped me was reading um reading something Raul wrote about it and he talked about how the three line is actually really vital in moving us forward as a humanity it's Mm -hmm. about mutating the maya and we're the ones brave enough to go off and do the thing that needs to be done and experiment with the thing so that we can move forward yeah exactly that changed my perspective on it a lot too I yeah I totally agree and I know that it helps when it when we think of when we think about it that way it's like we're here for the group I mean as projectors we're here for the other anyway so yeah and you and I are both pure collective so it's like we're just here we're literally here for the whole world to watch us fall on our face and learn from our mistakes <laughs> but we at least we have a story out of it yeah 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 because <laughs> how many third lines do we have together 15 so many <laughs> um and if you don't know how to see that either if you look at your chart and there's boxes on the side there should be decimal point and then number one through six next to each of those numbers those are your lines so you can count how many you have I have 10 Rebecca has five we have 15 mm-hmm. it is a lot <laughs> it is a lot um, so then that's another interesting thing where you might not have a three line in your profile but you have a whole bunch of three lines yes, and you add I them have. up to your gates mm-hmm. so yeah you have at least I don't think I have none of any of them I think I have one yeah fourth line maybe so you're I know exactly right <laughs> we, we always get jealous line. Do you have one fourth line? So we have like two between us? Oh, no, I actually have three fourth oh, lines. Oh my goodness. Well, then yes. yes. You don't need to be out there social butterflying. But I only have two two lines and they're oh. both subconscious. So. I think I only have like one two as well. It's very small. But just as I love that you pointed this out. So yeah, even if you're not one of the profiles we've mentioned, you have a third line somewhere in your conscious or unconscious gates. Like it's there, mm-hmm. I promise you. Um, and it's kind of cool to look at that gate through the lens of that energy. Like my sun gate is one, which is creative self-expression. And it's one, three, obviously. So it's creative self-expression through getting in the middle of it and dancing around in the muck and going, look, this is what's happening while I'm in it. Like, I'm not going to talk about it before or after, just right now while it's happening. <laughs> and um, yeah, now that I said that, it actually makes me feel yeah. better about this video and everything. It's like, 
you're supposed to be talking about it while you're in the middle of it like yeah especially recording after or before yeah especially me um so it's cool to look at your gates every single gate that you have with that little taste and differentiation of the energy because it might not make sense to you as an energy that you possess but then you throw that little piece and you're like oh well, it makes sense because it's about relationships because it's a four mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Or, oh, this is about knowledge and about and security and feeling safe. And that's a one. Um, I was talking about the first time with somebody the other day and I didn't realize how similar fear, motivation and the one line are. And I'm Yeah, because it's a one you, line. Yeah. If you have, first, so you can only have fear, motivation if you're a first line. No, it's just oh. a, well, it's a one color, I should say. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I know it's a little bit off topic, but I remember talking to her because she had fear motivation at first line too. And I was like, I need to ask Rebecca if like, you can only be fear to motivation with the first line profile, but no. Okay. And you're the pre- person I asked because you're first line. <laughs> I know someone <laughs> asked me recently, she's like, how do you have the capacity to like memorize all these gates? I'm like, I don't know. I've got like 12 one lines and fear motivation and gate 47 in my son. It just don't have any other option. So don't yeah. feel bad if you yeah. don't memorize them. <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. like a two, four Manny gen and she's just like so beautiful and flowy. And she's like, I don't understand how you memorize. Like, I don't understand oh, really? how you make everything like beautiful. So <laughs> I don't, I don't really have them memorized I know most general bits and pieces about most of them and if I can look at where they are in the chart this will help you people too if you're like Mm. how do you get the energies of these if you can remember the energy energetic themes of each center that gate has an energetic theme that leans that way so Mm -hmm. that helps like if it's a throat gate it's about manifesting things either with your voice or with action like it's that's just what it's about but each of them is more specific than that so that can that's an easier way for me is if I look at the chart I'm like oh we're talking about a gate in the root oh it has it's going to have to do with pressure and going doing yeah so yeah if you ever want to know how to quickly decipher the energy of that gate without knowing what the gate is that was the easiest place for me to start because that was hard for me too as I have I don't have the the capacity of first line I'd have to see how many first lines I have I probably only have one but (laughs) I just you know I get super overwhelmed and I'm like you 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 give me the cliff note to this after you figured it all out first Um, (laughs) and then I'm off but yeah so Back to third line. Sometimes yes. we sometimes we digress. Um, I also wanted to point out that sometimes we can over dramatize dramatize over dramatize. Yeah, the third line process within ourselves, and we can mm-hmm. make it seem like the mistakes or the things that didn't turn out the way we wanted to are a lot bigger of a deal than they actually are I do that all the time yeah and a lot of times people will commend you or comment on the messiest pieces of your shit and go wow you know when you started crying in the middle of that video you know when you said that thing that was really vulnerable like that was so awesome and you're like 
that part was the worst. I hated that part. I almost cut that part. Like, but that's what people want. And it doesn't feel to them as it does to you. Like you're a slimy subhuman creature, undeserving of love. (laughs) It feels to them like you're opening up as a beautiful, graceful human being slash butterfly. And you're showing them what real humanity looks like, which is wonderful. So don't, I'm just, it's just some advice that you might not have to, you might not need to be as afraid as you are of the mistakes that you're making are about to make in the future or have made in the past. They're not usually not as big of deal as we make them out in our heads and they're not as personal as we put them inside of our little locked cabinets of feelings and don't want to let anybody see like that's why you said that because that is a hard one like as you're saying it I'm feeling it deep in my core oh, like oh yeah good. there's there's some things I've like shut myself off from because I'm like I'm tired of messing up over here so I'm right and you're like god and when I mess up again this next time how, what is it gonna look like this is gonna be worse maybe I'm gonna spend money and that's gonna be a terrible idea like that's what I think anyways what if I accidentally spend money on this thing that's not worth it like that's my worst case scenario <laughs> um <laughs> you can see where my priorities lie um but anyway yeah it's like what if you mess up worse and it's even it hurts even more and it's like well you wasted even more time and everybody sees it and like to me I build it up in my head before it even happens mm-hmm. before I've done the third line first step of getting in it Mm-hmm. I'm standing on the edge of the pool going, playing all the scenarios of what it could look like. And all the time, it's usually dragons breathing fire or like me on the edge of a building. Just dr- dr- drama, just too. Right. <laughs> and it's like, literally, Sean's like, Janelle, I just need to know what kind of laundry detergent to get this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like a little thing. You're to- I'm so glad that you made it, Sean, be the one who's like standing on the earth going, hey, you up there freaking out what are we what are we gonna do for dinner like right because that's totally what it is his two four is very calm cool collect and my three six is like (laughs) (laughs) and even if you what you read about the types the profile types don't specifically say that it totally makes sense that my energy would be a little bit more high strung as a three six that his energy as a two, four, when you look at the individual, this is what the cool part of me to me is about profile Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. you can see it in so many different ways in a person. Mm -hmm. And it's not even the ways that you read traditionally, Oh, threes are trial and error, blah, blah, blah. Well, threes are also high, strong as fuck because we're like, well, I, I, I'm going to do try this thing. I got to get in at first, but do I, should I, which angle, which angle am I diving? Like, where am I coming in at? How do I do this? I have to make it perfect, but then I want people to see me fuck up. Like, and twos are just like, I'm going to play my violin in the window and everybody's going to watch and come and be like, you're so great. And I'm like, cool. I need a low time. <laughs> like, it totally makes sense to me when it you does. think about it. Absolutely. Yes. The third line profile, navigating the broken staircase up the stairs. The second line, just like, <laughs> oh, the fourth line. Oh, I'm at the party. I'm on the second floor party with everybody. Cool. Yeah. Like great I'm on the roof with no one thanks a lot (laughs) 
Well, not you. You're not on the roof, but <laughs> no, I'm the first one. I'm the one like you're in the investigating grass everything. Glass. Like, oh, I'm like investigating, and then and then I bump into stuff, and I'm like, hey guys, there's a wall here. Just wanted you to know. It's juicy. <laughs> I'm going to investigate where it's coming from, how tall it is, and what it's yes. made of. I will get back to you. I'll let you know more. <laughs> Um, we'll probably talk about the other profiles in this sort of way, but this is the only one we have together. Yes. And it really has hyped us up on some things. And it's just so funny watching it come out. Like sometimes when you're talking, I'm like, that's just all three line right there, <laughs> like stuff. And then even our environment thing, like we got in it, we experimented and then we're like, oh wait, there's more things we need to learn. So let's back up. And then that brings me to the bonds made and broken as well. Like, have you, yes. what has been your experience with that? Cause... I don't even have notes for this. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> about this part. What is my experience? Um, you have to tell me yours after I tell you mine. But... Yeah, totally. I mean, I can go first if you want. Go first. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I've got plenty of stories. Right? First of all, I've been married and divorced twice. So twice? there's that. No, twice. I, my poor second husband, I like rarely talk about him because it was just so. Uh, I, I, this is the first time hearing of this. You had a second. Well, obviously it wouldn't be a first because you got married when you were like 18. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my kid's dad. He was a two, four generator, right? We were together. We're together for 15 years. We were married for 10 um devastated when that ended and and then there's been a whole series of weird dating experiences which would be a very three-line thing because I had to learn a whole bunch and then with my second husband that one I can't quite explain and it's like I am super grateful to him because being in a marriage relationship for a second time just healed certain things from my first marriage that I couldn't have done otherwise, right? Like being inside of a second marriage and remembering things and healing things in certain ways, it made me see certain aspects of my first marriage in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so I got so much healing out of that relationship. I'm not sure he did, <laughs> but that's not my fault so it's just is what it is I mean the marriage itself very we bonds made and broken of you to say very bonds made and broken I was like I learned what I need to learn thanks guy have peace out and but I was never like that with my first husband like I was very attached that's a whole other thing How I think that's a split thing your second husband oh less than a year okay I mean on paper it was like I don't know any of this yeah on paper, it was longer. I know none of this. So this is part of why I'm terrified of dating Rebecca now. getting vulnerable and sharing things that she doesn't normally share. Well, I love it. <laughs> why well, would, yeah, I get it. You'd be terrified. You'd be scared to date because you've done this. <laughs> like, I don't want to be divorced again. I really don't. You know, you I don't want. You don't ever have to get married again. I don't, but then I'm scared of just even having a relationship because it's like, okay, well, what are these bonds made and broken? And and there's this tendency of I'll start to be with someone and and I'll like them. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, this, this, and this is not working and I'm done. And that doesn't seem fair to the other person. Yeah. 
It's like yesterday I thought I was fine. Today I'm like, mm, none of this. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally, I mean, yeah. Before Sean had one serious relationship, I lived with a guy for like a year, but I was not a, I was not a relationship person. And this is one of those things where you learn about your design. And you're like, oh, that totally makes sense about like your whole life. Like I had boyfriends in school and I was obsessed with boys. I was like, oh my God. I, I, oh, I had a boyfriend so every year. Yes. I my did kids. not. I did not. I was, I loved boys, but I was terrified and shy and no guys really paid attention to me ever. Somehow boys asked me all the time, like seriously, kindergarten through getting married to my first husband, like every single year I had a boyfriend. I feel like you were probably less shy that I was like painfully shy <laughs> like run away I mean I wasn't shy. outgoing I know I don't but... really understand it <laughs> it just happened <laughs> so cute no I was I had like I mean I had a boyfriend my sophomore year that I dumped before I went with a bunch of girls to like I was like the only sophomore at junior prom because these girls brought me with it was weird I don't know how it worked out Boy, I went, and then I had a boyfriend when I was a senior that was in college, and I was like, I felt so cool because he was older, um, and we were together for like a year. But then I was really, real single. I mean, but I mingled. I just was really. <laughs> oh, I mingled. I just was very much like relationships never appealed to me they sounded difficult like romantic relationships sounded hard they sounded like you had to give up parts of yourself for this other person they sounded like you had to pretend like you were somebody you were not for this other person mm -hmm. they sounded like at any moment that person could just take your heart and go bye and leave mm -hmm. you and all of that just was like not interested so I was very single and I liked a lot of romantic relationships with boys but I didn't want mm -hmm. the whole thing and at first I felt very in like college and stuff I felt very that like shamed me because I was like I'm a girl I want you to have a relationship like all the stuff I'm doing is is like this is what guys do like boy things but this is this your stuff and girls can't do this <laughs> this is your double three line phase though right like oh yeah yeah yeah, you, yeah yep um so and if you don't know what that is people if you have a six line in your profile the first stage of your life like one to thirty ish you're a third line essentially so surprise um but yeah, I was just, it just seemed easier. Anyone I knew was in a relationship, anytime I heard about it, I was like, this seems so hard. But then like the being able to have people to sleep in the same bed with you kind of sounded mm -hmm. nice, I guess. I like to sleep in my own bed. I don't know. So I guess I would say that for the majority of my life, I thought relationships were a waste of time and like stupid. And I got to this point where I was like, I'm probably going to be single like my whole life. That's how I feel right now. I'm like, <laughs> but I was like, when I did this, I was like 24. See, that's... I was like, I'm going to be single my whole life. Yeah. Um, you were married. Uh, 
and <laughs> 24 hours pregnant with my second kid yeah, yeah so, <laughs> and I was like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be single my whole life um but then I had a boyfriend but it was very much just as you said if I ever had a relationship with a guy I was never friends with him after bonds braided and broken that's what bonds made and broken means people is that third lines have a very matter-of-fact way of looking at a situation and going okay I've learned xyz but I think I need to move on from this situation. Blammo. And then we yes. just can cut it off and it can feel cold and like uncaring to people who are involved, but that's not, we just have the ability to do that. <laughs> so like, I know it's weird, but like what I really want is a long-term relationship where I realize now that like at some point the bond will have to be broken where I'm realize okay, what's been going on is not working anymore and here's why but then you can renegotiate into a deeper bond you're correct yeah bonds can be altered they can be like you said broken and changed and then put back together because they need to look differently for the relationship to evolve yes and that part that is one thing that really healed me thinking about my first divorce I mean that's the one that just truly killed me um, because him as a two, four generator, he's like, I don't know, we should, he would always be like, I feel like we should just be friends. And I would be personally offended by that. Like why, like what in the world? Why the hell would I waste time on you? I don't like you. Obviously I broke the bond or you, he broke the bond. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. no, like he's saying this as when we're married, like we're married and he's like, I feel friends? more like we're friends. And I'm like, but I feel like it should be more and I'm trying to uh, like negotiate something more. It was just really weird. But so me realizing like some of the ways that I presented in the relationship and how like conversations I would have that he would be upset by where I'm like, well, this area isn't working. Let's fix it. And he'd be upset about it. And I realized, oh, that's just me navigating like I literally didn't know anywhere. I thought if that's what you did, that's how you grew in intimacy is saying like, this is not working. So let's move You're over correct. here. You're not but, wrong in that and thinking that. Yeah. But he was like, not having it. Cause it probably felt like a personal attack against him. Yeah. That's not yeah. He took it very personally. So take things very personally. You don't think that they do. And then you're in a relationship with them and you're like, Oh, like it's hard to say, Hey, can we talk about this thing? Because this hurt my feelings or this he and I mm-hmm. still have issues with that where it's like this really isn't about you as a person I understand that you didn't like mean anything by the way that you said it but like we need to talk about this thing or whatever but yeah and of course you know we're like in our 20s so we don't know how to communicate <laughs> yeah at the time not now people yeah we're, we're so mature it's like we're right so now. mature <laughs> But I love that you brought up the bonds made and broken because for me, I can really see that for myself when it comes to friendships. Oh, yeah. I have a really, it's really easy for me to like gauge how much energy I have for a particular friendship and to like be really like good at not giving anymore. Like I say, I like saying no a lot. So um, I don't know. I don't think I'm a bad friend, but I don't know how... I think with you and I, it's easy because we're not in the same place. So I'm like, how? Yes. If I had to like give physical energy, like go places and do things, 
I mean, I think it would be fun. So I think we'd still be friends. But for a lot of people, it's hard for me to do that. I'm like, I don't want to leave my house or drive across town to to talk to you. Like I don't uh, either. I'm like, I'll drive five minutes. Yeah. Maybe right. <laughs> and I sometimes I feel like a jerk, but then I'm like, I think this is just part of like you said, the bonds made and broke it is not only are we able to break the bond and kind of move on without well for me it's fantastic because then I don't have to look at the past I'm like oh I'm on I'm I'm going because I, I don't like to look back but the bond part I feel like we get we're, we get really good once we've done it for a while at negotiating the energetic bond like how mm-hmm. much energy do I have for this thing pull it back a little bit more okay there mm-hmm. like we kind of figured out how much to give to the bond so that when we break it for us it doesn't feel I think as serious as it might for other people so that's probably why a lot of times we can come away just like oh we are friends for this amount of time or we are co-workers like I never talked to any of my old co-workers like ever I'll work for a place at a place forever and I'll never talk to them again mm-hmm. I don't talk to my current co-workers unless I'm at work <laughs> I never do ever I actually just did this Zoom meeting with some of my former co-workers from Little Rock and like we used to have lunch together every day it was like a whole thing mm-hmm. and so then we were together I hadn't talked to some of them in a, a few years yeah and it was a little weird right <laughs> I was like I was like I'm not this person anymore mm-hmm. that fits in with this group I don't really have anything to say it I was good to see them but that's a, that has a lot to do with your point of the third line morphs things and pushes things forward mutates that's the word you use and pushes things yes forward. so we as ourselves are mutative yes so when we mutate out of that part of our of our life and then we go back we try to go back it's like i because that same shit has happened to me before i'll see people i haven't seen in years and it's some it's kind of okay but then you're like we're talking about stuff that i don't even care about anymore and i'm pretending right. like i care about this thing yeah, it's like I do not have the energy to you pretend to care talk anymore. About design? Do you know human? Uh, no. Okay. Cool. Let's talk about your kid. I guess. Okay. Like everybody always has a kid. So I see you again. I'm like, oh, of course you have. Got it. So, You're like, I have a cute dog. <laughs> this is another. I can't. I'm almost excited to do this one. I'm gonna do a video diary on my feelings towards children. They're not good people. Just you might want to skip that one if you are easily offended by people who don't want kids. Because okay, I yeah. realized that not only do I not want my own kids, I don't want to be a cool aunt. I don't oh. want to be a cool godmother or best friend. I don't care about your child anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I'm glad that you know that. You oh, know what? I'll God. make a I'll make a mom video to balance out the universe. <laughs> And this is the thing, as you can see, I don't, I don't have anything against people that have children, like whatever. Rebecca has kids, love you. Your boys sound like a dream. If I had children, I'd want them to be like yours. They are. But I just, I don't, if you were like, hey, Janelle, do you want to be friends? Like, that'd be super weird. But if you're like, hey, do you want to be friends with my kids? I would be like, in what, what capacity? Like, what do I got to (laughs) do? right or like if we lived close together and I was constantly bringing my kids over that would probably be a no-go baking and they liked my stuff then it might be fine your kids are older though like it's yeah your kids are almost not kids 
So no, they're not kids about. anymore at all. Actually, about. one of them is a legal adult. See? So. And when that's the other thing is when you're a legal adult, I'll, you're just fine by my standards. But yeah. if you're a child, you automatically fall a thousand points in my book. Sorry. Well, I mean, I can't say that I blame you for that. Like, I honestly didn't want kids. It just kind of happened to me. And I'm grateful for that because then I like, I can't stand it when women are like, oh, my kids are my everything. I'm like, that's too much pressure to put on a kid. Like, just stop. And yeah, you're right. Funny like, you need to way. be a human because my mom will say stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. And so I'm kind of glad because I never did that to my kid. Like, I remember being pregnant, 21 years old and just holding my belly one day and think and saying like I promise you like you get to be who you are I don't care who you are if you come out gay if you tell me that you're trans like any anything like you get to be you I just had this like weird moment where I was like crying and I was was probably pregnant hormones I'm like I love you for who you are (laughs) pregnant belly um Rebecca's gonna come out with something human design and parent related eventually because she's very you're really pretty darn good at this stuff and I know you've been parenting for way more than you've known about human design but yeah but then it's weird looking back takes on it yeah because I realized like their design was very prevalent from the beginning and I basically parented them towards their design you should do from videos the for the YouTube channel yeah that would be interesting like little ones like little shorties so it's not pressure or anything okay yeah. sorry we're like all over the place but this is the deal. We just wanted to share with all of you that you have a little third line in you. All of you do. Um, so there don't be scared be, of it. Yeah, there might be points in your life where you have to go before you're ready. Like, I mean, you've heard that. Everybody says that. Go before you're ready. Stick your foot in before you're ready. But it, you, you, the reason you need to do it is because you just can't see it from where you are. So just put one foot in and you'll be surprised. This is another thing I wanted to share is I am almost always surprised by the amount of clarity I get from just like doing one little thing to move forward. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, now I see that thing. Oh, and this. And then um, I ran this by Rebecca and it's a go. And now with this, and then you're moving forward. And before you even know it, like that little tiny step is giant leaps. And you're like, oh, and you're past that thing now and you're on to the next thing. And you don't yes. even know how you got there. Yes. It's so interesting. It's like, I was just updating my stats on my things that I, I did. I started paying attention once a month. I would write down like how many followers I had or how many, like just it's different things. Right. Well, it was partly because I was just feeling so depressed thinking I wasn't making any kind of impact and something told me to start doing this. Mm -hmm. And so then once I did, I started seeing that I was making an impact and people were paying attention to what I said. And so I thought, okay, okay. Like I needed to see that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's part of the action creates clarity as well proof. with that three line. Yeah. Sometimes our ajnas need proof, especially if it's all, if you're mental projector and your ajna, that's the majority of your de- definition. Yeah. Sometimes we can really convolute things with like you said, I don't think I make, I don't think this is working. I don't think this is that. And you need to like see stats and proof and stuff that people are actually looking at, or, or you need people to tell you things. And yeah. you're like, oh, it's the projector recognition. It's mm-hmm. the Ajna needing like proof, like this is an experiment. And I need to see the proof at the end that this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I think sometimes the Ajna can kind of 
muddle the third line a little bit is it's like, wait, do you have, wait, where's your proof before you take the step, before you get in it, where's the proof that this is going to work? Like that's where I go almost every single time is how do I know that this is going to do what I want it to do? Mm-hmm. You don't dork. You just go like, obviously <laughs> you don't get to know that. Like who am I to yeah. think that I get to know that? Who am I to think that I get to know the future? Am I like some sort right. of magical creature? I'm and sometimes things turn out way better than you thought they were going to turn out. So oh, yeah. stop limiting yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like early, before we got on this podcast, I was telling Rebecca how irresponsible I thought it was to go out and get coffee a few days a week with my husband and sit outside in the sunshine and have a conversations because it costs money and I can make coffee at home. Um, but then I turned that that like, oh, this costs money. Like you shouldn't be doing this as irresponsible. I turned it and then I put it as something in my head as, as like something I would want as like my dream life, like to be able to go mm-hmm. out and have coffee every day and not worry about it. So I changed it and turned it into something that I, I could maybe have as like a real thing. Just like you said, I was limiting myself and going, oh, this is, this is irresponsible and you shouldn't be doing this. And I elevated it and said, actually, this is part of my dream life. So maybe I should just keep doing it. Yeah. Boom. We're living beyond our third line guesstimations of how things are going to (laughs) go. Okay. So I feel like we covered a lot of good third line stuff, right? Yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to throw in? I don't think so. I'm feeling pretty complete. Yes. Um, Work on not caring about the outcome as best you can because the outcome is not important to you. And that's another third line thing is you can get stuck in. You want to know what's past the first step and not just the, you want to know what's at the very end. And like I said, who are you to get to know those things? You, you don't get to, sorry, none of us do. So that helps me to think of it that way is like, I'm asking something of myself. That's not, that's superhuman. I'm asking something of myself that no one else on this planet has the ability or capability to do. And that's to predict the future. So why would I ask that of myself? So don't ask that of yourself, be in the moment, stick your foot in and see what happens and how much clarity you get. If you just put yourself in it. Rebecca Mm -hmm. and I are putting ourselves in it right now in this podcast, in our business together. We're working specifically on getting in it before we go, well, I'm doing it the opposite way. I'm like, wait, (laughs) is it going to look like this? It's going to look like this. It's going to look like this. And then Rebecca goes, hey, let's put ourselves in it. And I was like, that's the right answer. Put ourselves (laughs) in it. Don't worry about all these, how we're going to teach people to do things. Put ourselves in it first. So Put yourselves in it, people. I think that's all I have to say. (laughs) Enjoy the ride. Right, exactly. So thanks for listening to us. Comment, like, subscribe, whatever things you want to do. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people. Is there something you want to hear? Let us know. Your idea might be our next episode.